Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction. It is Tuesday, Movie Review Tuesday. We got the triple box. We got a special guest today. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by the artistic ace analyst, Joe Holbert. Joseph, how are you? I got that right. Yes, I'm blown away because we have a big star on the show. We right? he's, been, he's been ducking us, rescheduled here. He's Hollywood now, he has his own show, the whole deal. Uh, but he's finally here. We have a bit, and this is the super team. I've said this before, I was a role player. But Pippen and Jordan sit in front of me here. This is something to say. Very excited. <laughs> Joining us today from Post Wrestling, from Andrew Thompson YouTube, from Twitter, from your mind and imagination. Andrew Thompson, the Michael Jordan of this shit. Andrew Thompson, what oh, up? Oh, man. <laughs> the, 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 band, the band is back together, fellas. The, the, the original three. Y'all know what it is. I'm glad to be back, man. I'm glad to be back with, with, with the guys. I love that within, within this metaphor of us as a team, like basically what it was was I was like a buyout guy that joined you for the playoffs and I like I got some shots up I left at the end of the season but we remember it fondly right I'm not one of those guys you have to look it up on Wikipedia where did you play with where was Hallball on the team there was one playoff run but yes it was very fun uh, we are here to to review Ready to Rumble we were talking off air and Joe felt very bad because we do two shows a week sometimes three and we got Andrew on to review a movie and Joe picked this movie, by the way. This is all his fault. He's like, let's review Ready to Rumble, the greatest wrestling film of all time. And unbeknownst to me, until last night, I did not know, Andrew, you'd never seen this movie. Yeah, man. It was, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say the hot takes for the actual review, but this was uh, quite the experience. So uh, thank you, Joe. I'm sorry, man. I, I just, I thought this would be easy. And then, like, when I realized it was longer than, like, 80 minutes... I, I suddenly thought this was not a good idea. So I apologize to everyone. Uh, this was, but Jeremy's happy. So this is where I think we're going to get into a debate on here because Jeremy seemed very happy with my choice. Yeah, because I love this film. It's legitimately, you guys are asking me off air, like, do I really like this film? Let me tell you the story of, of a young Jeremy Lambert and his infatuation with this film. I saw this in theaters uh, opening week. I think I actually saw it twice because everyone knew I was into wrestling. So they're like, hey, let's go see this movie. I was like, all right, awesome. 
when I saw it opening week, you know, maybe you guys didn't stick around through the credits, but the, you know the Ronda Rousey theme song? Or maybe it's not that. It's uh, We're Not Gonna Take It. Like, when you're walking it's out weird. of the theater as that song is playing and you've got like the group behind you, you're the first people walking out. You feel like the biggest badass in the world. And that's how I was walking out of that theater after this movie. When this DVD came out, not only did I have this movie memorized like line for line, I had this, the alternate commentary with Arquette and Scott can memorized almost line for line. I will drop in the gems that they give you on this film as well. I had the, this movie was embedded in my brain as a kid and rewatching it it brought back a lot of those memories. So yes, I actually do love this film. Well, I feel uh, like the middle guy here because <laughs> Andrew hasn't seen it at all until now. You are like you're the biggest fan ever of this film. <laughs> I have seen it a lot and I was unsure if I liked it and now I can confirm I do not like this film. <laughs> so I pass it to Andrew now. I want to just set it up for you like this, okay? If you were open-minded going into this film, the opening five minutes of this film are insane. And I will read <laughs> my notes, my lead notes here, and this is not, oh, this is what my notes say, and then I'll pass it to Andrew and say, how did this set the table for you as a viewer? My notes say as follows. Arquette jams fingers in arsehole. <laughs> Got my direct quote, okay? So what I've got here. Arquette enjoys pissing oh his pants. God. That's it. That's all I've got in the opening scene. Okay? I, I can't even remember what this is. I don't know when that happened. Andrew, could they have started this film worse? Do you think they could have made it any worse if they tried? How did this get top, you going here? Top five worst thoughts to a film of all time, oh. bro. And that's it. Hold on, wait. No, because it, 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 like, just the points that Joe mentioned, right? Then you had the cop coming up to him, right? Lo, lo and behold, go to find out that's his father. Like, yeah. oh. And, and then the, the man is clearly harassing this man inappropriately in every way possible, and then brings his own son out to harass him as well. And like, I'm I'm like, dog, what is going on in this film? I'm telling you, top five worst thoughts to a film of all time. Jeremy, I don't know how you did it, bro. I, I really don't. What do you, look, so he sticks his finger up his asshole because he wants the free slushy because he he drank it all from his friend. That's just being <laughs> a good friend right there. That's just being no, a good friend. It. Why do y'all we hate don't friendship? Why it had to be in the film? Why did the finger jamming have to take place? That was the way to do it. What the hell? He's gonna go in there and be like, "Hey, I drank this all. My friend's upset." No, he goes in there and it's like, "Hey, this this uh, drink smells like shit. All the ash juice was settled at the bottom." Time, time out. Let, let me ask this real quick. So, they, I, I remember he said that they had jobs, and we and we saw that at the end. Like, what exactly were their jobs? Like, what, what did they do? They cleaned uh, porta potties. That was their jobs. Shit boys, how's the shit doing shit. today? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a line. That is a strong line. This, so this is where we are going to go like relatively scene by scene, right? I do because I think Jeremy. I mean, we skipped one. Macho Man Randy Savage just making his cameo and, and having a grocery yeah. store brawl long before okay Austin and Booker T ever thought of this. We can do yeah. that, Jeremy. If you want to do that, we can do it. But I did want to kind of set things up a certain way. And make sure we're all on the same page on one thing, okay? True or false, this is a film made by a wrestling promotion in which both wrestling fans and wrestlers, as well as the whole wrestling industry, is framed as being one of the dumbest things in the world. <laughs> yeah, now, am true. I right in saying that? Yes. Okay. That's facts. <laughs> okay, so as long as you're willing to concede that, Jeremy, I will allow you to enjoy the rest of this nonsense. Okay. But we do need to make it clear that is a decision <laughs> that was actually made. It was, it was made clear... Yes, let's make this look as dumb as we possibly can. So I wanted to make clear, now you can talk about Macho Man and all that good stuff. Are they wrong? 
Are they wrong? Well, based on current events, no, they're not. I still right, would let them pretend otherwise. That's all, okay? <laughs> uh, we got Macho Man Randy Savage in there. This is when we're introduced to uh, Jimmy King as well. He's the big star of the film. He's the big WCW star. He's, he's the champion and everything. Andrew, did you know about Jimmy King before this? Have you ever heard of Jimmy King? Oh, no, wait, time out. That was a real person? No. No, no, I... I, I, I oh. <laughs> You wouldn't watch WCW in 2000 where Jimmy King was on top running the game? If Jimmy King was on top in WCW in 2000, I was like, I don't even know. I was like, four? So, like, I don't, I don't even know. But, man, I, when you said that, I was like, Jimmy King, that was a real dude? Like, that was, like, a legit a legit wrestler? But, man, Jimmy King was a Don the King gimmick before Booker T. So, we, we got to have some discussion yeah, with, uh, with, exactly. with old Booker. Do you yes, think Booker T? Do you think Booker T would have been angry and be like, "This comedy character, he can't get over. He's this doesn't work in here." <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of funny because Booker T went on and did the King Gimme like six years after that movie came out, five years after that movie came out. Because he kind of it's kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, I feel That's like I, I, I feel like Jeremy was so serious when he said that, like he wasn't even trying to be funny. Hey, look, Booker, <laughs> you know this better than me. Both of you transcribed our Booker stuff. There is a chance that's true. Like he's yeah. said much wilder stuff than I took the Jimmy King gimmick. <laughs> he says much wilder than that, so that's fine. Um, Booker, we know so you're watching. You Open invitation yes. to come on the podcast. He was in this film, yes. so I'm sure he's got some stories. Yeah, right. very briefly, but come on the podcast and discuss how you stole the Jimmy the King gimmick. So I know you have many great lines. You've already mentioned one of my favorites. Hey, shit boy. <laughs> hey, shit boys. Sorry. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, how's shit work? Which is, you know, I mean, it's on the nose, if nothing else. Uh, and then we have the bit where Arquette uh, pranks his friend. Um, he introduces him to that bracelet. You know, the what would King do? Wicked. Oh, yes. oh, wicked. So my question to you two is, because I could actually use what would King do. It would be Eddie Kingston in that sense. But I would use it and explain it such so it would be a good story every time. It would open with, have you seen Ready to Rumble, the 2000 classic? So I ask both of you, wrestling bracelets, what would, insert initial, do? Who is your guy, girl, uh, whoever it may be? Who are you going with? Go ahead, Andrew. You go first, Jeremy. You oh, go first. All right. you, go first. you go first. All right. It would be it would still be a wickeda, but you would flip the the K with a C. What would okay. Cena do? Of course. Yes. Of course. That's it. The answer <laughs> is always Gene Shorts. Yeah. Always and forever. To both of them. Yes, Andrew, who you got? Oh my goodness, man. You know what? <laughs> What, I don't know, what's the question again? So you have, the you have the, you're, you're making a bracelet based on uh, this film. You know the what would King do deal? Okay, okay. Any okay. questions he has in life, he asks what would King do? So you can switch out the, the K there to any other wrestler. It could be he had what would Cena do, which is debatable in many ways. But <laughs> I ask you, who would your wrestler be that you would look to in times of trouble and ask what would they do? What, what would Gene Snitsky do? <laughs> that's what I'm running with oh, a wister a wist what would Snitsky do well, well that would be something you'd end up in some strange places following that, that I respect it I'm with it okay and it works for me Andrew Andrew would see a baby and be like oh what should I do here look down at his bracelet right. see what would Snitsky do and decide to punt the baby Whoa. instead Whoa. of you know punt. care for it <laughs> I think that would get you into some trouble if you tried that, Andrew. I was gonna ask, like, y- y- y'all seen what, uh, what, what, what the hell Snitsky been up to these days? No idea. I have no. no idea. He, he actually will be making an appearance on this show soon, though. <laughs> not in person, 
be in another form that we cannot explain right now. Trust me, I'm aware of it. I'm currently working on it. So just, that's a tease, okay? That's what we call it in the business, Andrew. It's a tease. Okay, this, this transition, move forward. Um, we then move to the, the iconic scene in which they're at the building. Have I missed anything, Jeremy, before I go forward? Do you want to talk about anything before the no, actual... No, he, like, he in- sucked his friend down the toilet, and that sets up kind of everything bad that's going to happen because you can't do that. Friends don't do that to friends, Joseph. Yeah. Good point, yes. Um, so this is where they have the worst seats in the building. Right, They get very excited about the Nitro Girls. And then we meet um, Sinclair, right, which was a 20-year ahead of its time shot at Ring of Honor and the Code of Honor, which was bold. Mm. And he he plans on screwing the king, which I believe Goldberg was supposed to be suspicious of, but he was not able to convey that emotion well enough. <laughs> that's, just my, that's my critique here. Did you guys know? <laughs> Did you know? That this Eric Bischoff oh, was supposed to God. play this role. Sinclair was supposed to be actually Eric Bischoff, and he got fired before they started making the film. <laughs> this is real. It's a real thing. Uh, all I, I know I, is Arquette and Scott Can would call Joe Pantaleone very a very weird character on the DVD commentary. They 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 didn't go into much details on Joe Pants, but they did just say like, yeah, he was a weird guy. Okay. Um, Dog, I am howling at you saying Goldberg was a bad actor because I like because when I was watching that scene, I was like, is he supposed to be like like aware like, of what's going on? He was just like <laughs> looking. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, ain't, ain't show no type of emotion, and not, not much has changed. So there we go. And on, on the other side of the coin, in fairness, DDP is legit, like as good as he could possibly be in this film, right? Like he's actually every time he's on the screen, he's trying his best to make this uh, enjoyable. For normal people like Andrew and myself, Jeremy is happy regardless. He's, he's in. Um, so we meet Tony Schiavone and Mike Tanay, who are now like running hey. characters on our show. Right, Jeremy? We were yeah. saying Tony Schiavone every week. They're here. Schiavone looks as interested as you expect. And now I get to a question that I have every week about films. Normally, is, you know, is this guy a good spy? Is he a good businessman? My question here is, is Jimmy King a good top guy professional wrestler? Is this even a good promo? What were they thinking here, folks, putting this guy on top for so long? I don't get it, okay? No wonder they lost the wars. <laughs> Time out. So, so the, the way that this man was portrayed on screen made him seem like the biggest deal in the world. And this yes. man was broke the whole time. WCW right. was not paying this man a lick. Yes. Like, I, I'm like, I was like, I was just thinking about that. I was like, damn, that, that's kind of like, well, it was kind of realistic, I'm guessing, back in the day for, for what some people made. Well, and, like, they just presented they them as this big deal on TV. Yeah, they yeah. buried themselves, and that's the weirdest thing. It's like, it's one thing if the fans are idiots, right? But portraying a top guy like he's a loser is just, like, so odd. Especially because the whole critique of that WCW time is, like, everyone was getting paid, right? Like, mm-hmm. everyone was seven-figure guy because Bischoff and the whole that whole deal, which I'm not against it. But it's insane that they also felt the need to make the wrestler look like idiots. Like, just, it's wild, man. I, I'm with you. That's weird. But Jeremy, is this? Let me tell you. Let me tell you how I'm going to explain all of this to you. All right. Okay. The king was only broke. Sinclair, look, he he negotiated a bad deal. Sinclair was kind of his business manager here, so a lot of that money went to Sinclair, right? So when he screwed him out of the contract uh, in the um, or they Cheyenne, Wyoming, in the Cheyenne, Wyoming screw job against Diamond Dallas Page, Jimmy King lost everything. That's why he he had he nothing. nothing. Yeah, he he lost everything. He already blew the money that he did make, which wasn't as much as he could have made because Sinclair was getting most of that money. And then he he blew what he did get, 
And then because he got screwed over in the Cheyenne, Wyoming screw job, he lost everything. That's why he had fallen on hard times. Not because WCW doesn't pay their guys or wrestlers are losers or Jimmy King is a loser. In this instance, mm-hmm. he's a loser because he negotiated a bad deal. That's it. Okay. Glad I could clear that worse, up. Who's a worse main event guy? I'll give you three options. Braun Strowman. Babyface, babyface Seth Rollins. <laughs> four options. Braun Strowman of either disposition. Clown Bray Wyatt or Jimmy King. <laughs> Rank those four for me, please. You can you can combine on that one. I'm fine. But Hold on. okay, so so we got so we got Babyface Seth, yes. Braun, Fiend Bray Wyatt, yeah, and then, and, and then Jimmy King. Jimmy King. <laughs> so, so 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 are we going one to four as as one being the best or one being yes. the worst? Draft style. Who are you building your promotion okay. down here? Who's got the you know what? first? No, no, number one main event guy. I'm, t- I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Seth. Number two. Wow. I'm, okay. Number two. I'm, t- I'm taking I'm taking Bray. Number three, I'm going Jimmy King, and number four, I'm going Braun because Braun is the worst. I'm put Braun I'm with I'm worst. with Andrew. I'm ta- I'm putting Braun at four. I think I'm putting Seth at three. Um, uh, we we've turned the corner on old Bray here on this program. I, I can get a lot out of Bray with he's never going to wrestle for me. That's the problem. I need to I need a top guy who's going to actually wrestle. I'm putting the King at first. All right. We're going, we're going wow. with the king, Jimmy King. He can cut promos. He can work. He's got a finishing move that's over that's not going to kill him or anything. Where He's serious about the business. We're going with the king. And, and, and King, king also king, king also gave his wife crabs and didn't, didn't take care of his kids. So that, that, that that's, that's one thing you can pass on about Mr. Yes. Jimmy King. Yes, I mean, I imagine a Bray Wyatt Jimmy King program on top. <laughs> and I am in, I am in, in all of Oh, why didn't we pick... We'll okay. get it. Oh, trust me, all covered. Production meeting, Jerry. Okay. I have you way covered on that. This right. um, did you appreciate being wrestling fans that in order for you to understand how it works, they had the part where DDP in the middle of a match said, good sound effects to Jimmy <laughs> King as he made, he made sound on his punches. I've never wrestled a match, believe it or not. I'm quietly confident <laughs> I was ever called in the middle of the ring, good sound effects to another professional wrestler. But I don't know. Uh, do you know who his stuntman was for Jimmy King in this movie? Because I've done my research. Yeah. As you can tell. Yeah, yeah. I know who it was. Uh, who Andrew, it? do you know? No, who was it? Oh, Chris Canyon. Wow, Jeremy, you were oh, so wow. confident there. Yeah. When you oh. see it, it's so, like, when you <laughs> told it, it's so obvious, isn't it? But without it, it's fine. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. But yes. Of course. I told, uh, good asking me, asking me who's the stuntman. I told you I watched, I know the DVD commentary of this film. Yes, I know who the stuntman is. <laughs> True. That's kind of cool though that it was Chris Canyon. Though. I'd like that. I don't know why. That's, that's cool. why uh, Canyon. That's why he was the one who took the bump when they did the uh, triple cage match uh, at the whatever pay per view it was with Paige hmm. and Arquette and Jeff Jarrett. Canyon took that bump and basically screwed up his career. Yes. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't intend for it to go that dark. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what happened. <laughs> I didn't. So, I didn't book it. This, here, Dallas, he, he shoots on the king. Right, and um, Arquette is like immediately terrified. Right, as soon as King gets hit by one punch, like what he must be like <laughs> during a lengthy heat segment, God forbid. He, he was like, he was couldn't believe it that Jimmy King was not on offense here. Um, I did want to make a quick mention, and you guys can say whatever you want about this match because it's an incredible scene, and I know what Jeremy's really excited about the finish, but I do like that DDP has this like faction throughout the film. 
that he's just referred to as Paige's goons. No. And it's just like guys. There's no sort of, there's no explanation as to why, who, it doesn't matter. They're just guys that run out, which is a nice sort of um, parody of itself with WCW's main event scene at this time. So, yes, <laughs> this match, Andrew, top 10 film wrestling matches you've seen. Jesus. Oh, wait, so we, we, we can't just gloss over the fact that the young goat uh, kick, kicked off the wrestling portion of this film, Young Ray Mysterio, unmasked. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, like, when, I, when, I, when I saw that, I was like, hold on, I had to rewind the room. I was like, what is that, Ray Mysterio? That shit was crazy. Yeah. I saw Conan. I'm like, what the hell's going on over here, man? <laughs> yeah, Conan, actually, I'm glad you mentioned him because he always talks about the fact that when he was in the NWO, he would find a way to get on camera. Like, if Hogan was talking, he would, like, stick his head around Hogan's shoulders. <laughs> he was always there. And if you watch this scene with that in mind... When Sinclair is talking, Conan is like staring directly down the camera <laughs> at all times. He's great. So yes, he's here. He's um, he does a heel turn here, right? He's one of Jimmy King's friends initially. Yeah. Jeremy, you may need to guide me on this one. And then he, he who's the other people that turned heel here, Jeremy? I don't Join Pages Goons. I don't remember. Oh come on. It was him. It was Hennig. One, the one other. Um, this is where Sinclair does like the Russo promo. Right, of, yes. you know the bash at the beach deal. Like you'll never see that piece of shit again. That deal. He does that. Um, ahead of its time, Joseph. Later. Ahead of its time. Yes, and now I will say one phrase, Jeremy, and I'll give him the ball, and he can run the offense because this is very exciting for him. In fact, I'm not even going to say it. There's a move that comes up here that Jeremy gets very excited about. Jeremy, take the ball. The four the post massacre this is the greatest move. No one kicks. No one can survive the four post massacre. We also did. <laughs> There's also the wrestling's not fake line from way earlier in the film that like everyone loves the quote, but the four post massacre. Why isn't this move like, I feel like WCW did try to do this move at one point and like the, the timing was way off and I'm sure they've tried it in like indie shows and the timing has sucked. AEW. We got we got uh, the butcher, <laughs> the blade, Jesus. Pentagon and Phoenix. Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston standing in the middle of the ring, directing traffic, Moxley laying there in the middle of the ring for post-massacre on John Moxley. Set let, it up. Let, Set it up. Let, let, let me ask you this. Since, since y'all mentioned AEW, how disappointed were y'all when Eddie Kingston did not win the AEW world title? Were you, were you disappointed in the, in the slightest switch not I'm, happening? I'm too high on it, dude. I'm like, at this point... <laughs> Eddie Kingston would never win another match, and I'm just like, oh my god, Eddie Kingston on AEW TNT. Like, I'm that point. It no longer matters to me. Like, when the match is happening, I'm in, and I'm in, I try to watch it as a fan because that's the thing to do. Like, we all we all watch way too much wrestling for what we do, but like if you can actually watch something as a fan, much more exciting. So I try to do that, but dude, as soon as the match is over, it's like, oh wow, they just did Moxley and Eddie Kingston in TV main event. Like I'm I'm waiting. Michael Thompson was much madder than us, wasn't he, Jerry? Yes. He was very fired up. He demands a title change. He's not in on John Moxley, <laughs> which is very funny to me. But yes, that was fine. Andrew, what do you think of the four post massacre, and do you think it could be pulled off today? Not, not at all, bro. I, I, I like oh, when I see that happen. All I see is four dudes just colliding each other's skulls. <laughs> like that's all I see. Like cause I feel like I, I feel like you got like it, it, first of all, it has to be somebody really tall, like that's taking it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you just get somebody that's like. Maybe like five eleven or five ten, like it's gonna be everybody just colliding at once. Like somebody, it, it needs to be some, somebody got at least be like six five, six six to like take that move. Maybe do it on Archer. That'd be funny. So is it? I've forgotten now. Jeremy will know. Is it a splash or a headbutt? Uh, it's it's different people doing different things. <laughs> I think there is like <laughs> one splash, and then like other people is doing like a headbutt. It's it is something. Okay. I don't think you could actually pull this off in real life, but. If anyone can can uh, can put the pieces together, 
Edward Kingston is the man. <laughs> yeah, he'd love this one. Yeah. He'd really enjoy it. All right, so the Usos do the, the deal where they both do a splash. Um, yeah. Right? And that always looks like it's tough. That You know, one of them always lands sort of awkwardly on a hip. I have no clue how one even... We need to reach out to Eddie on this. Get him to cut a promo on Michael Thompson, and then also ask him how to pull off the Four Post Massacre. Oh, that's the correct name, right? Four Post Massacre. Yes. And I love that, no one can survive I that, it. Uh, I love that they, the fans call it immediately. They're like, Four Post Massacre? No way. Like, it must happen all the time. This is Paige's goons' big play, I feel. Yes, very exciting. Uh, after Jimmy the King dies and he's out of the promotion... Uh, I don't I forget that Gordy and um, what's it Sean Gordy and Sean drive back they're very sad they got the allergies they wreck yes. the shitmobile and then toilet paper comes it's and... easy no 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 stop go ahead I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you say it cause you, I, you just say exactly what I was about to say I refuse all of these, but there's nothing about it that makes me madder than seeing you laughing this much. Because I, yeah, that... I was looking at this in my notes, and my note is literally, they cry, get covered in shit, and you're turning this into one of the great comedic bits. <laughs> what are we no, doing here, Jeremy? I, I, I feel like Jeremy like genuinely enjoys this film, bro. Like, I, 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 I don't know why. Not why. It's real, it's real, isn't it? It really is. No, Have I ever lied like... on this program or on Twitter? I, I'm the scoopster. I, I don't tell a lie. Yeah. Okay. No, this this is like this scene was horrible, bro. Like this this was bad. Like stupid Titus Titus Sinclair allergies. First of all, bro, they sitting in a truck full of ass. Basically, that's what it is. Like, and then, and then when the truck tips over, they're sitting here having a full blown conversation, as if, as if the whole, as if everything in the back of the truck is not leaking. Yes. Like, it, it's I, I was just. It's so bad. <laughs> and I often, when I watched it today, I was wondering who finds this funny. And then, little did I know that my podcast Jer- co-host, Jeremy, Jeremy Lambert, finds it funny. I'm telling you. <laughs> So then, Jeez. in fact, you know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna continue on the note here. I'm gonna just let. And when Jeremy recovers, he's gonna guide us through the next portion of this plot. And when I'm ready, I'll return to the plot points. For yeah, now, Joe, I'll... you've got Joe. You've got a run point here of going through the movie because I... I sensed I did. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you're too close to it. Close. Jeremy gonna be too biased with it, man. He gonna be too yes. biased. Yes. Um, so but this is what I think Jeremy probably enjoys this too. So he gets. They get picked up then, right? And they go with the nuns. And um, there's another the great farting nuns. Which, yeah, the farting sure nuns. Um, this scene, this scene was excellent. That scene was excellent. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> when that was funny. That, that was funny. They're I'm singing Van lie. Halen, running with the devil. <laughs> so you're wondering, you're kind of thinking, I wonder if this could get any lowbrow. Uh, I wonder <laughs> if it could get any worse. And then it's like they meet the guy, <laughs> and he like hacks people, and like hacks you're thinking, people. Okay, that's what it says. People hacker it. Talk about, talk about real quick. This is like add in real quick, Joe. They they just so happen to get dropped off in the middle of Georgia, right? Yeah. By nuns in a van, right? <laughs> the dude, so, the dude somehow comes into contact with a dude that knows how to hack, who's playing an arcade game in the middle of a gas station. Yes. I don't and think. Go back. I don't think he knows how to hack. 
he he just right. knows the correct websites to go to. Like I don't know how to catfish people or find a catfish, but I've seen the show enough times to where I can do a reverse image search and stuff. I think that's all it is. Okay, but it's well, not overrated. Hacking is for pussies. Okay, <laughs> you know when they go to his place and they they have his action figures. Generally? Yeah. And that's the correct term, action figures. I'm, I'm correct on that, yeah, right? You got it right. Could you explain to me what um, our friend David Arquette is doing with the action figures there? Very interesting comedic play. He's ruling ass with them. Look, hold on. <laughs> wow. I wow. won't rule. I don't have, I don't have, I got the stinger one here. I don't have another one laying around. Bro. I got this thing. Bro, I, I, bro, I thought Jeremy was about to pull out a Jimmy King action figure, bro. I, I swear. I rule like, you. Uh, uh, I was about to leave immediately if he if he would have pulled out a Jimmy King. Jesus! If I had a Jimmy King action figure, I would one hundred percent have put it on. Now, real, real quick, is that what uh, is that what Warhorse get the little rule ass thing from? Is that probably, where he gets that from? Probably. Look, this, every yeah. everything you've ever seen in wrestling from two thousand on, based on this film, everything. That part's debatable. I'll accept the Warhorse deal. So, so, so he's hacking. He's doing all the figures that Jeremy just explained. And then the other one is he's singing. Britney Spears. And I, yes, and I assume that the idea of this scene was if you've just walked into the cinema and have missed the first half of the <laughs> these two are very dumb. And I think that was the idea, I would assume, because they have just been covered in shit. So I thought, I personally, as someone that watched the film, I kind of thought, well, I'm aware they're dumb, but thanks for reiterating it. I assume that was for someone who just started watching the film. I can only imagine. I don't know why we need to keep you in mind how dumb these wrestling fans are. He's Very a sad. big Britney Spears fan. I don't see what the issue is okay. here. Okay, fine. It's, it's fine, Jeremy. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and then this is when they meet all the King's family, and he's a great big loser. Um, and this is where I noted Andrew's point earlier. Right, like what a choice it was. And Jeremy's explained it as best he can, but what a choice it was to make the wrestler also... A complete loser. <laughs> However, I will credit them with the line in which the young hacker man explains that his dad thinks it's a pussy move to talk on the phone yeah. for a long time. Yakking on the phone is for pussies. Play. As I sit here recording a Skype podcast, I've never felt worse. I've never <laughs> it. Like, I was like, well, he's bold enough, right? I'm fair enough. But yes, that's here too. If you've ever puked, that's for pussies as well, Joseph. And yakking on the phone is for pussies too. Okay. No, the, I saw it, but the best part was actually hearing his dad in the background. Yeah. That, that was like one of the best throw-ins that they could have put in this movie, bro, was actually yeah. having his dad call him out. There are moments where it's like weird enough that it's funny. Right? Like it's just a, it's a, no, because sometimes it's such, it's the humor is terrible here. And I'm glad you enjoy it, but it's very bad. <laughs> but it's, there are moments where it's so weird and off the wall that you have to laugh at. Like, oh, everything David Arquette says in this film, he delivers it one way. Like, he's always screaming for no apparent reason. Yeah. It's such a strange film. That shit got um, an Oscar. Take Jeremy off the screen, bro. Take him off the screen, bro. We need our own show. He's, just, he's here for, for instance at this point. So, there's this... They meet Jimmy King, right? Um, and there's this little, like, monologue where he explains what wrestling is. And I would love to know the motivation for putting this in the film. You know the part where he's like, it's like a dance, you know? Like, it's, it's all a show. Someone at WCW is like, can you just explain that some people are aware this is this is not what these guys think it is? Because it is so... This, like, so, stuff. so, no, this is what we discussed on My Dad is a Heel Wrestler, in that everyone who, like, watches these films or is, you know, they all think it's a shoot. Like, they treat wrestling as it's a shoot. Yeah. Jimmy King is letting everyone know... It is not a shoot, okay? It's not. So they're just cluing everybody in. 
Well, yeah, but then it turns into a shoot. They work it into a shoot. Yeah. (laughs) Jabroni Marks, work yourself into a shoot. Good night, brother. HH. Speaking of HH, um, they actually do like a a sort of quiet Hogan reference. As he has explained, at one point, Jimmy King had his neck broke and returned two weeks later, which is the thing that Hogan actually did on WCW Nitro. The the giant legitimately broke that man's neck and he just came back with like a brace one week later and was like, I'm ready. He shaved his moustache off. This was a this was a different time. Um I got to, I've got to give them credit on this. So you have this scene, they're talking to the Jimmy King, um, and then it just smash cuts. They're like driving, and next thing you know they've broken into WCW Nitro. Yeah. Andrew <laughs> what how, when, why did they get in here? What is going on? When was the planning for this? And then once you say the logical point on this, please let Jeremy explain it after. That's all I need. I'm going to just go ahead and take Jeremy's whole point here. He, he, he's going, Jeremy's going to go the route of they were smart by using their own profession, a porter patty business, to sneak this man into the, <laughs> to, to sneak this man into WCW so he could get his title. But I'm telling you, that's all Jeremy going to say. Jeremy going to say that is the smartest thing they could have did. And, and and they risk their own job to get this man back his job. <laughs> Andrew knows. Andrew knows. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. I accept that. How are they so far into this now that they are like just staring into the woman's locker room and it goes on for like 15, 20 seconds and no one they're, cares? They're there to check the pipes. No, this was top five <laughs> perverted scene, bro. So in, bad. In the, this was bad. This was so bad. Yeah, I sometimes sometimes now when I watch films, I think to myself, sort of like, am I, have I become the guy who's like looking to be offended? I'm not saying I'm offended by this, but you know yeah, the nah, deal. I know, I, I know yes. exactly what you're saying. I and then exactly like, when it happens, it's, it's, so, it's avert, it's in your face. And then next thing you know, they close the door and like Sean is like glaring through there, <laughs> through the door cracks. It's like this thing's, I don't know, they're saying um, all of the Nitro Girl stuff is pretty brutal, right? It doesn't age well at all. Yeah. So, <laughs> Oh, you conceded on that one. I mean, look, it, it was 2000. I'm I'm watching it through through the 2000 vision when it comes to yes. that kind of stuff. Obviously, the nowadays, was don't do that shit. Let's be fair. Right, Monday Night Raw was even worse. Yeah, exactly. Sense, so, like, it is exactly. what it is. Um, oh, God, I'm not doing this part. Jeremy, explain what happens at Nitro, please. This is just ridiculous. So you got to get the camera on me, monkey. And then Diamond Dallas Page cuts the promo. This is a bad promo, by the way. It wasn't good. Then David Arquette is very offended by this promo. Jimmy King bursts out of the porter potty, whoops Diamond Pe- Dallas Page's ass. Titus Sinclair tries to get involved. Gordy and Sean get involved, put him in like a head scissors type deal. Sid gets involved, throws him around, and then we set up the big uh, the big shoot fight. What what what's there to explain? What are you missing here, Joe? What was wrong with this? Well, why is Dallas Page still cutting promos on Jimmy King, who has been erased from WCW history? My first question. Is he still? He's still part. Like he beat him for the title last week. Like you okay. gotta, you know, you gotta reiterate that. And they're trying to bury him further. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait. So, so this whole thing, <laughs> all of this, from 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 the, from the start of the movie to the point where Diamond Dallas Page is cutting the promo after he won the world title. This is a week. Yeah. This this man's life went downhill in the span of like five days. I told you why. <laughs> I already explained time this. Oh no, wait, time out, bro. <laughs> this man went downhill that bad in the span of five days. Yeah. Jeez. I told you. I already oh, explained all goodness. of this. 
He's not. His contract is done. He's not getting any money now, and he blew all of his money previously, and he didn't make enough money because Sinclair, he signed a bad deal. Sinclair negotiated the deal for Sinclair, not for King. Okay, this is why did the cameras, why were the cameras so willing to shoot Jimmy King beating up the world champion, and why did a referee count the pin? Was it a referee, or did they count it? I forget. They counted it. It was a rip. No, no, no. Okay, they counted count. it. Yeah. But why did the cameras, what's happening here, Joe? You shoot the action, just... Joe. You shoot the okay. action. Okay. Jeremy is defending this film to the death, bro. He because yeah. it's the perfect film. I don't know There's why no you guys are so you. confused. So, so he's booked for MGM Grand, right? Which I assumed was Halloween Havoc until it is actually called Royal, Royal Bash. Bash. Yeah, yeah, great name. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And Disco Inferno, who will also be on the distraction soon, not in person, but in a completely different <laughs> format, which I cannot talk about anymore. He does the Conan deal here where he just suddenly is in every shot of the film yeah. for like for 30 seconds. No matter which way you cut, this guy's staring directly at the camera. The wrestlers are very good at this. I credit them. <laughs> um, the MGM Grand, I mean, like you thought it was wild, Andrew, right? In a week, this whole man's life changed. In two minutes, he went from being unemployed to being booked for an MGM Grand main event. <laughs> Pretty yes. wild swings here, quite, right? Quite, 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 yeah, quite the swing for uh, one, one Jimmy King, sir. My, my man yes. had to... My man got fired from his job, got shot on in the main event, but completely, completely broke down in the span of five days, came back, and then now he's going to be in the main event of a WCW pay-per-view. That is very on brand. Yeah. Very on brand. It really so? Is. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Jeremy. you got to let it go, bro. No, look. He created his own angle here. This is what happens. This is what you do. This is, Vince McMahon talking about go out, grab a brass ring, create your opportunity. Jimmy King. He started this ruthless aggression. People are going to credit Vince McMahon. No. Vince, or Jimmy King started ruthless aggression. He was fired, kicked out of WCW, never to see, be seen again. What does Jimmy King do? He creates his own opportunity. He bursts onto the scene on the Nitro, starts beating up Diamond Dallas Page. Sinclair's not dumb. He knows this is the money match. He knows a shoot fight between King and Page is the money match, and he booked it like a good promoter would do. I don't see what you guys are so confused about. Did Jeremy just cut a promo? Like, <laughs> was, that, was, that, was that what that was? Because I, I, I yes. felt the base of this voice. Like, what, did Jeremy cut a promo right now? But you know what, Jeremy, I'm going to let you have it, bro. People that are watching the show, right. rewind like 40 seconds when I realized Jeremy was going to do a whole monologue and just watch me just like... <laughs> I just started scanning my notes. I was like, okay, what's next when Jeremy gets done with his promo? This is fine. Um... This, I feel, is a big highlight for you too, Jeremy, because now they basically meet Stu Hart, right? which is Sal Bendini, want to wrestle, yes. which I must hey. admit, I'm not as high on this film as Jeremy, but that quote is like part of family canon for me. Yeah. I don't know why. Sal Bendini, want to wrestle, is over with me. Wait a second, wait a why. second. You're skipping over so much here. We got a Mean Gene cameo. <laughs> this was a fantastic line, by the way. The Mean Gene asking, do you think I'm sexy? What a line. And then, of course, yeah. Mean Gene. Do you find Mean Gene sexy, Andrew? <laughs> Joe. <laughs> I, I refuse to answer out of respect for Mean Gene, <sighs> but I think our silence speaks volumes in that. In that yes. Do you want to sing the song? You skipped over the song. Do you want to sing I the song? I don't remember the song. Jimmy King is the best wrestler. Oh, He's the you, wrestler. Better than Jeez, all the wrestlers. The He's got class. Right. He's really fast. He'll rule ass. He'll rule that ass. Oh my God! Jimmy, Jimmy, King. Wow. Still working okay. on that last part. I, I, I am. I, I am regretting 
regretting agreeing to this podcast. This show, this I, show does not go up until that, Tuesday. I'm cutting that immediately when we get done recording, and I'm going to put it on Twitter. I'm so proud of that geez. moment. No, please, no. Please. Spare me. Spare me. Don't, don't, don't let him do it, Joe. Joe, don't let him do Joe it. has no control over this. Joe has no this control podcast, over this. He's going to just become a Jeremy Solo vehicle. <laughs> when we're talking, it's silent. And it's just him like watching along, answering our questions. But no one hears the questions. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so is there anything else I missed here, Jeremy, before we get to Sal No, Bandini, we're at, we're at Sal Bandini. Want to wrestle. Want to wrestle. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, he beats everyone up. He beats, he beats um, the high school team up. He beats Jimmy up. Uh, Jimmy is a great big coward. He's a fraud. Uh, and then I pass the ball back to you because my next note genuinely is Arquette goes on date, ask Jeremy to guide through this. Jimmy <laughs> what it says, I refuse. I said, I'm not watching this. And I heard the foreign objects line, which is a classic, but yes, please help. He goes on the date. He lets uh, Sasha Rose McGowan know that they're training with, with Sal this Bandini. Is this is, this is all a ploy for Rose McGowan to get close to David Arquette. So they could sabotage Jimmy King's training again. What what is confusing about this? Nothing confusing. I want. I, I thought you were going to give more than that. I expected dialogue on that scene. I feel like it would be one of your favorites. Oh, I mean, there, there's dialogue there. The the taking to the bedroom, the foreign object stuff. The uh, he he buys. I forget what he buys, but the flower shop was closed, so he gets her uh, something else. Um, you know, it's. I, you know, I'm not a big. I'm not big on like quoting dialogue unless no. I really. I'm you really. You'll happily into... sing a song from. Yeah, I'll film, sing but... all day. Yes. Um... <laughs> Andrew is Andrew... fed up with this. But this, but this movie is so bad, bro. Like, <laughs> how can I explain how bad this movie? Yeah, I, 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 I tried to get into it like the first, the first couple 20, 20, 30 minutes. But I was like, Jesus. Do you want me yes, to growl like that. David Arquette? Is that what you want? Yes. Um, Andrew, did you spot John Cena's cameo in this film? He makes a brief cameo. Did you spot this? Uh, uh, (laughs) No, I did not. Jeremy, take it away. Yeah, so when they meet uh, Big Bill, Bill Goldberg, and the gym, uh, in the background there is a young John Cena with the blonde, I guess he has like the mohawk or something, or the spiked Mm -hmm. hair, uh, prototype John Cena is in the background working out. Yes, that's it. <laughs> My question to you is, what percentage of your fandom of this film is made up by John Cena's 20-second <laughs> cameo? Uh, not much, because I did not know he was in this film until much later in my life. So it increases it, obviously, but I did not know he was in. Like When I watched it all throughout my childhood, I did not know John Cena was in that scene. Um, before we move on, Jeremy, you've now seen three Bill Goldberg performances on this show. <laughs> You've seen Santa's sleigh, in which he is a murderous Santa Claus. You have seen uh, Firefly Funhouse, the movie, <laughs> in which he, t- he shows up to de- destroy the clown. And you have also seen now this, uh, your favorite Bill Goldberg performance in Distraction History. Santa's sleigh, because he just goes around killing people. And you know I love that kind of stuff when we review these movies. Fair. Okay, Phil, we go back to Sal Bandini, want to wrestle. Um, Saturn and Sid attack him. And win, right? They win here. Yeah. Very happy to see Sid get his arm raised here. <laughs> um, 
And then the whole conspiracy is revealed where she's doing this and that and the next thing, which you've already explained. Here's um, here's here's uh here's a here's a note from the commentary that will forever stick with me and I don't know why. Okay. You know when she's on the phone talking to uh Sinclair and they reveal the plot and stuff and Rose McGowan or Sinclair is like, What do you think of uh head nitro girl? Right? Yeah. The original line, her response was that's better than Nitro Head Girl. They took that line out of the film. I'm glad. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I'm glad as well. I'm letting you know that was an original line that was yeah. going to be in the film. Is this is um this is really dark now because I'm looking at my notes and I'm just like I I don't know where we go from here. Jeremy. I mean, I, I'm fine. I am happy to have the ball in my hands here. Right? You crushed I'm my butterfingers, baby. Yes, that's that also happens. Um, so, okay. So then they go uh, to Jimmy's family, right? Is that next? Yeah. Or to his wife at least? Yeah. yeah. Um, he gets are... kicked in the dick twice. Um, Sounds like yes. Richard Petty ran four hundred miles per hour into my balls. Yes. Sean then. Um, what does Sean do? I don't even know it. Oh no, Sean doesn't do anything. David Arquette leaves. Uh, while Sean and Wendy finally get together. Is this correct? Am I correct? On yes. This, yes. Andrew, at this point in the film, because I know where I was at at this point, and this is when they begin to like spar, and it's like Wyoming and all this great stuff. How checked out are you at this point? <laughs> like, how uh, far past caring are you? Uh, I am completely out of this film by now. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, at least the dude, uh, the dude Sean finally realized that you know, the Wendy actually liked them, so you know that's a plus for the film. Something that actually makes do, sense. There we go. Do you know who Britney is in real life? No. Uh- Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Kid Rock sister. Of course, great stat nugget. I appreciate Just letting it. you know. This is like your specialist subject, isn't it? Yes. This is it. Yes. You need to do a wrestling trivia show that is exclusively ready to Oh, run. that would be great. They want me on um Wrestle Quiz or Quizlemania or whatever that thing's called. Um and I, I'm hey, terrible. You're a big star now. You're getting that kind of gig? Where's where's the whole bit invite on that one? Huh? This is this is this is production meeting stuff. Though. This should be on air. You're a big star. I don't know I'm who actually. I don't know who actually wants me on Quizzlemania. I've just heard it okay. been bandied around, and I I'm terrible at wrestling trivia. Legitimately, if it's all ready to rumble, I'm there in a heartbeat. I love that Jeremy's now like just doing free agent speculation. Like, <laughs> I've heard I've heard people talking about bringing me on. Yeah, yeah that's we'll basically what it is. <laughs> So, yes, then we get to Royal Bash. We're not going to talk about oh, Fireman thought... Fred or boobing people to death? No, no, no. Just go to Royal Bash. Just go to Royal Bash. The boob deal is just like, man, <laughs> had they not done enough at this point? Like, seriously. We saw, like, we saw I... Scott Can's ass, you know? Yep, we did, yep. Um, <laughs> so, I'm no detective, but I would suggest that this event did not actually take place at MGM Grand because it looks like... <laughs> It looks awful similar 
to a WCW 2000 show, and that is the greatest insult I can throw at any wrestling <laughs> show. It doesn't look like many people are in attendance for this one, but that's fine. Um, how great is the scene in which Sting, in full gimmick, with his baseball bat in his hand, his jacket, his pain, Sinclair is circling him and actually threatens to kill him if he doesn't take his side. Yeah. Way. He said, I will kill you if you fuck this up. <laughs> it's the best. That's, it's moments like that where I actually realize, like, who is this film for? And it's you, I see, right? Yeah, but, legitimately just me. They made a film like, just to pop me. I will kill you if you fuck this up. Like, what? Bro, this is so bad, bro. <laughs> and and it, it, it's wild because this that, that thing part was probably the most enjoyable part of the movie. Yes. He threatened to kill this man if, if he if he messed this thing. I was like, Jesus. I, I, I got, but I, this was a point when I was uh, moving the mouse so I could just see how much time was left. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> the best thing is, it's been explained to us that wrestling isn't real and Jimmy King is playing a character. But Sting is like, actually Sting. Like, he's threatened death, and he's just like, just stoic stick. He won't sell. He's in the rafters, right? He doesn't care. Uh, Sean is dressed like um, Father James Mitchell. Correct or false, guys? Is this, is this, is this true? The red suit, that's, deal, right? That's, that, that's factual. A, a bright factual. Father James Mitchell, yeah. Okay. You know who he's actually dressed like? He looks like he's dressed, you know the Lex Luger promo, the infamous one where he can't get it, the t-shirts are too tight, yeah. Billy? He looks like that guy. That's the guy. The, the okay. interviewer guy. That works, too. Um, well, I have a question. You know, like, so he comes out with his new manager. Well, he's not officially his new manager, but he's his manager for this match. He has the red suit. Um, Jeremy, did they get vignettes of Jimmy King's training in order for people to know who the, these guys were? Or was that not a part of the plan here? Because this is a pay-per-view main event, right? And out comes Jimmy King with a man in a red suit who has never been introduced before. I don't think Mike Tanay and Shivani do this. I could be wrong. What happened here, Jeremy? Was this bad booking? Was this? They had I mean, to, what happened? <laughs> they you did have the vignettes. Before. It wasn't in the movie though. Like they, oh, okay. if you watch the pre-match video package on the director's cut, it, it's there, but it's not on the the regular portion of this film. They do have the okay. pre-match video package though. Jimmy King is sitting there talking uh, how he's going over his game plan and stuff. He's like, Dom Dallas Page last time surprised me. They screwed me over. You know, I thought we were gonna work a match. They shot on me. Not this time. I know what to expect this time. It's a fight this time. Okay, fine. So Diamond Dallas Page is like monkey, harpoon, whale, all that stuff. <laughs> why, why was there not a reaction when Jimmy King's son, Swerve, turned heel on him? And what, how could this possibly have got so heavy that Sinclair was like, <laughs> yes, let's get in Jimmy's incompetent son and put him under a hood here. That's what we should do. What is happening? Jeremy? There's not a reaction because they didn't really know. Like that, the the son was not part of the pre-match it's video fine. package. Andrew, do you have anything to say about this match? Because I don't, and we should just let Jeremy go here, right? Do you have anything Man. on the closing match here? I, I, I think we need to just let Jeremy take the rank because at this point of the film, uh, the last the last thing I remember before I fell asleep was uh, they were coming out. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so I did I did not see the the last whatever minutes of this film because I was. Yeah, I was in my dreams. So, <laughs> guys, what's yes. that? What's Jeez. that? This is a Diamond Dallas Page. Is that what that is? What is that? Dude, just is leave it, the line, Jeremy. Just Diamond upside down is a pussy. <laughs> a real line in the middle of the closing scene. <laughs> cool. That's a legitimate so line bad. in the film. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ, bro. 
So, yes, this is very overbooked, this match. Would you agree, Jeremy? Lots of run-ins here for a big cage match. It's the cage. Jimmy King can only win this match if you climb up to the cage of death, which is on top of another cage, which is yet on top of another cage. That is how Sinclair sets this up. Somebody got to stop this man, bro. He's a menace. (laughs) Jeremy is a menace, bro. Somebody got to stop him. Oh it's overbooked. Yes, it's overbooked, but I mean it's a WCW main event. What do you what do you expect it to be, you know? Well, I agree. I have a point in that regard to finish this show in a moment. But first, um <laughs> so they take some hellacious bumps here, right? They take you know, King takes one from one cage to another, so does DDP, and then DDP takes like a he goes through. he's gonna spike yeah. himself, right? He's head he's going up this way and then he just lands on his back. Yeah. Close close shot. <laughs> Could have been bad for DDP. Um Sting, we have the Sting interference in which he says Jimmy King's all right by me, and then he punches them both because they are dumb. I like Sting, that's my note. <laughs> um, yeah. Sinclair gets thrown in the crowd after DDP almost dies, um, and then it is announced that even though David Arquette cannot wrestle, he is the official tag team partner of Jimmy King moving forward. Why can't um, he, he wrestle? Appears, well, wrestling's a work, remember? Jimmy King explained that. This was just a one-off shoot fight, so he has no training, Jeremy. Trying to almost, Sal I almost got you there. There was a slight hesitation there. I was like, oh, this, that's tough. Okay. He just trains a Sal Bandini. He can wrestle. He appears, he appears to be doing a big boss man character, which is something. Um, DDP uh-huh. is alive, um, and, and uh, Sean is the manager of Jimmy King's tag team with David Arquette. Um, do you guys know DDP's alternate finish for this film? It's a real question. His what? He has a he has a, his book to finish to this film that he suggested while filming this film. That it was really like he said it in interviews years ago, and it's changed the film for me forever. No, what is it? His suggestion was that after they did their big promo, and you get the shot of DDP like looking over his shoulder back at them, that whole deal. They would walk through the curtain, and DDP would be waiting for them, and like shake hands with all the boys, <laughs> and he'd be, like, he'd be like, "Welcome to the business, guys." And when I heard this, I was like. Maybe that's good. Is that <laughs> would this film be better if all of the nonsensical stuff was explained at the end because they were actually just caught up in the work? It was an idea all along. I don't know because all I will say is, if the angle was um, this guy got screwed, that is like very WCW, right? Like they did stuff like that all the time when they did the work to shoot nonsense. Well, I kind of think that would make this film better, which is maybe not hard. But Jeremy, you're the aficionado. So I'll let you finish on that statement. But, Andrew, is this film better or worse if it's explained that it was all a work and these two dipshits just fell into the trap? That's what I'm... <laughs> I, I, honestly, bro, if they did that at the end, I would say it would be a slight improvement because it just showed that they it's... just got too much into it. But, yeah. like, I, 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 don't, I don't think anything could change this. But, Jeremy, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure Jeremy has uh, far, far different views. I bet he hates it. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> that finish. No. No. Why, why are you going to ruin... <clears throat> the magic of everything. So then it's just all a work. Then we don't get uh, the Zapta brother uh, getting thrown out of the store. We don't get Sal Bandini and the uh, jacuzzi and all that stuff. It just ends with, oh, hey, we're all friends and stuff. And these two fans, they just got work. No, no, that's dumb. I'm glad. Look, Diamond Dial's page has seemingly done great things in wrestling. I don't know. But he, thank God he did not write the end of this film. Thank God. Wow, oh my I, I, I didn't realize you were so into this film that, that finish would offend you. I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't. I didn't mean that. Okay, it's fine. Um, 
This, this film right here is exactly the reason why DDP debuted in WWE the way he did, stalking the yeah, Undertaker's totally wife. That, I'm, totally I'm telling you, th- th- this film set him he up. He probably wrote that it, based on his uh, <laughs> his idea Vince here. watched this film and thought DDP was a career heel. This is what he thought the character was. He's like, guys, he's like a shooter. If you don't see him read it around, this is it. This is DDP. Yeah, bring him as a stalker. That'll work. Um, oh, my goodness. So uh, I think the next subject to kind of uh, conclude this whole thing on is, and this is the big question. So, Andrew, how much of the, like, on-air stuff have you seen of David Arquette actually winning the title? Have you seen any of that stuff, that terrible stuff that they did to promote this film? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, (laughs) now think here, okay? That's asking a lot. I I understand you like this film. That's fine. I'm sure a lot of people that watch this also... (laughs) I'm sure a lot of people that watch this show will also like it. However, does your fandom for this film extend far enough that you enjoy... David Arquette winning the WCW heavyweight title. Jeremy, don't do it, bro. Just <laughs> Jeremy, don't do it. Don't at do this it. point, it, at this point, WCW was just dead and buried. So okay. the fact that David Arquette won the title was just hilarious to me that they would actually go that far in trying to promote this film. Obviously, looking back, it was a dumb idea. It was stupid. Here's my here's my uh, theory here. David Arquette should have won an Oscar for this film. I'm on record of saying this multiple times. He didn't. (laughs) He didn't win an Oscar. WCW knew he should have won an Oscar. By the way, they got Courtney Cox on Nitro at like peak friends uh, during this whole bit. Uh, He didn't win the Oscar. They knew he should have won. They felt bad for him and gave him the world title instead. That's my theory. Okay. Um, how did you feel when they, when then, after losing the title, David Arquette then turns heel and actually does like a Russo swerve on DDP? Yeah, see, in this the was... Triple cage match. <laughs> in the triple cage match. This was the, the big... This is probably Paige's booking. He's like, they got two inside. We're not actually friends. Look, Arquette got the title. That whole thing made no sense. I can't even try to defend it. It made no sense. Jesus, it was Jeremy. Jeremy, I thought you was about to go the whole mile, bro. Like really was, try to defend this man. That was so dumb. I I cackled when that. I legitimately ordered that pay per view too. Like I wasn't ordering any WCW pay per views at the time because it had gone completely off the rails. When I saw Triple Cage match, though, I was like, I'm yeah. in. I'm in. Just conceptually, there is an interest here, right? The idea of it is so insane. It's like, okay, three cages. Can I switch our retro review to this week to the triple cage match? That's fine. All right, we're going to do that now instead of the monster truck match. Yeah, I'll do that next week. That's fine. Um, (laughs) You take me so off. So I wanted to point out that Vince Russo definitely watched this show and was like, Jeremy is going to defend Arquette winning the title. Like he's watching it. He's nodding along. He's like, yeah, that makes sense. I, I agree, Jeremy. Yes, that's true. I like that too. And then it gets to the moment. And it's like, Jeremy, did you like the actual WCW stuff? You're like, no, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Vince has just thrown his laptop across the room. He's devastated. But, um, yeah, this film He's going to send me a DM and be like, why didn't you defend it? So this, this film sucks. Uh, Being banned for coming on his podcast. Yeah. Yes, I, yeah. I, I, that would be a tough loss. Um, I, I, I appreciate that some people have such nostalgia for this that they still enjoy it. And that's fine. Um, I cannot enjoy this film any longer. I'm sorry, I'll probably never watch this film again. 
I'm sorry to Andrew that we put you through this, both the review and the watch oh, itself. My goodness, no. What did you I expect? Did. Is this worse than you expected it to be? Both the podcast yeah. and the film. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's get to the film first. Firstly, this was far much worse than what I expected it was going to be. Like, cause I've always heard about this film, but I did not think it was going to be this bad. And like, just, like within the first five minutes, I'm like, because 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 Jeremy told me that you picked this. I was like, me and Joe got beef. <laughs> just because of this film and then the podcast the, the, the audacity of Mr. Jeremy Lambert to come over here and defend this this nonsense and, and, and try to and try to present it in the light as if it was good the acting was good the directing was good Jimmy King was the most perfect character in, in, in movie wrestling movie history and he sh- he's shaking his head right now <laughs> well all that's true <laughs> This is the last movie review I ever do. <laughs> I, I will no longer review any film of any li- of any liking. I'm I'm done. I am done. Andrew's this banned himself from movie reviews. I'm, I'm, I'm banning myself from every movie review ever, bro. This was wow. horrible. This movie, this film was bad. I, I enjoyed the jokes, of course, that you guys, but this movie was trash. Jeremy, I don't know how you did it, and, and, and Jeremy, I, I'm just worried how many times you saw this throughout the years, and this two decades that this film has been out how, how many times have you seen this legitimately so legitimately when i was a kid i i still do this to this day i'll play video games and i'll just have on like a movie or something because i i always play sports games and i don't care about sports commentary on video games and so i'll have on like a movie or a show every single time i play video games which is a lot as a kid because i was a loser I would have this film on and that's why I could know like the DVD commentary and stuff. I cannot tell you how many times I saw this film as a, as a child over the years, it's gotten less and less. I did. I have reviewed this film before on a podcast, like no lie. People know that I like enjoy this film and are like, Hey, come on and review it for this podcast. So I've reviewed this film on podcast before. Uh, So I don't, I haven't seen it as often over the years when I was younger though, I legit, would watch this film like three times a week. I'm not even lying. Jesus. But you want to know what, Jeremy? I'm about to come on to kill your fandom of this movie. This was not the best movie of 2000, right? This was not the best movie. The best movie to come out of the year 2000. And there, there's, there's no debating this. So don't, don't, don't even try to throw your answers out there. The best movie of 2000, 100% was, was Dude, Where's My Car? That, that was the film. best movie. That was, really that good. was the best movie to come out was of 2000. Was that 2000? I didn't realize yeah. it was that. Yeah, that was yeah. a good film, though. How did you watch this film, Andrew? And by that, I mean, were was your mind clear? Yeah, hundred percent. I was like half sleep though, okay. and I was like, and, and, and then the, the the worst thing about it was right. So <laughs> the, the the journey of trying to find the the uh, a, a way to watch this film, right? Jeremy sent me Jeremy sent me a link, right? I sent and, you the DVD. <laughs> Let's not get ourselves in trouble here. Jeremy sent me the DVD link, right? Yeah. And the DVD link didn't work. Oh, really? So, so That's how I the, watched it. The, 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 this, this link would cause my, uh, my, my Norton security system on my computer to bug that out. That's about right. So I, had, so, so, so I had to find another DVD, right? <laughs> so ultimately, I ended up having to go to Amazon. And renting this movie, you for paid for it. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, okay. No. Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. I can't, I can't say that on it. But I did not pay for it. Okay. I found a way to watch this film. It's but I on. Did not pay for it. It's on HBO Max. I heard. 
I, I don't know if anybody it has is. HBO Max, but... This is where the real swerve occurs, yes. folks, because this is Jeremy's favorite film. I own <laughs> this film. I have the physical media of this film. <laughs> <laughs> I have this actual film. And, and, and best of all, okay, is that Andrew was talking about he almost had to rent this deal, right? Almost had to rent it. Jeremy knows I have legitimately paid money and watched films on this show before. Yeah. If my relief could have been captured as I realised I actually owned Ready to Rumble. <laughs> Good lord, what a feat that was. I didn't realise, I thought that would make me the fan of the film on here, and here I am. Opposite Jeremy, he's like throwing stats at me, he's talking about relations to the cast. Wow, I'm just glad that no one paid for this. Like, Joe, Joe, my, Joe, my, Joe, my disappointment level in you right now is, <laughs> is, is ridiculous. But, yeah. but Jeremy, there are so many movies, bro. So many movies that we could have selected. And we chose Ready to Rumble by David Arquette. It's Joseph's fault. And Joseph's fault, man. Joseph's fault. But no, but I, I heard, I did hear that the, uh, his his new documentary is kind of good, though. The uh, David Arquette one. People, yes. people said that was kind of good, like his little redemption story through wrestling. Oh, yeah. I thought we should stress that we all have no issue with David Arquette. I know that it was a thing for a while where he was like the go-to laughing stock of wrestling because he was just a name that had won the belt. But I think everyone now is like past that, right? They kind of appreciate that he knew it was it was a tough outing for him to win the title. Yeah. He did the right stuff with the money, all that good stuff. David Arquette, if you're still watching this show, he is. Mm-hmm. I apologize to bring this back up. I'm very sorry, but Jeremy likes it very much. So I thought I'd, you know, I'm just glad he enjoyed himself. That's all that matters to me. Jeremy, what are you looking right. at? This is very scary. <laughs> I'm looking right at the film, the film for next week. That's all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want to do ratings, Andrew? You're part of the uh, the rating system now. Yes, and you can choose what you rate. Like Jeremy doesn't have a system; he just gives a number, and people have to guess what his top rating is. It's I give stars. Odd. I give stars. You give stars. Yeah. yeah. So you can rate however you want. I do one to ten. Uh, Jeremy does stars, endless amount of stars. So do what you want to do. Yeah. Andrew, what is your rating on this film? It's your own scale. It doesn't have to make sense. It can just be anything. You can legitimately rate it McDonald's if you want. I don't know. <laughs> if, I, if I'm rating this film, right, I'm going to just keep this simple for the folks that's watching. I'm rating this film is a negative five for me out of ten. All right. This film was, was atrocious. Say so, nah, wow. you know what? I'm I'm I'm, be, I'm I'm gonna give it a one point five. One point five out of ten. One point five wow. out of ten. Okay, Joseph. 1.5. What is your rating for this film? See, this is where it gets tough for me, right? Because I have reviewed many terrible, terrible films on this show. <laughs> yeah, would I, you I, like? I be fair. Yes, I would like some help. So here's the okay. thing: I, this is not in the top five worst films I've reviewed on here. All so right. Andrew, think about the stuff I've experienced, the darkness <laughs> that I've shared here with Jeremy. Um, what did I give the chaperone? <laughs> The chaperone was yeah. a four. Oh, wait, 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 was the chap? Was the chap? Was that what? Uh, uh, Triple H? Yes. Yes. That, that, that was one of our first yes. film yes. reviews. Actually, it was legitimately our second film review. The chaperone. Yes, that is worse than this film. Uh, would you? I mean, Jeremy agrees. Andrew, I, say, <laughs> I hope you haven't seen the chaperone. So uh, you have to take all I, that. I, I have not. <laughs> okay. Um, is what else by giving a five? 
Five Jeremy. suburban commando Santa's little helper are both fives, and no holds barred. Bro, and no holds barred was five. Why do y'all do this to yourselves? What, is, what are these selections? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is like the best podcast we do every single week. I'd much rather do this podcast than the Thursday one where we just talk started. about wrestling. From from we were doing daily pods during the start of the pandemic, and I watched the Big Show's show yeah. and tweeted about it. My tweet went so like out of control because Sean retweeted, it, I guess. They ended up on like news reports. <laughs> Jeremy, have I sent you this link? There is an article that says fans react to Big Show show. Really? Some people were positive, some people negative. Some people left it up to you to decide what they were. And there's a picture of my tweet, which is Jim Ross sort of. It's yeah, a long the, story. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Very I remember the tweet. Book. Yes. And that led to us reviewing that. And we have now reviewed a film. <laughs> Since then, every single week. Yeah. Unless I'm no, no. almost every week. So, yeah. here we are. <laughs> I would say, based on the fact I give Niles Bard a five, that this is also a five. All right. A cowardly um, rating. I understand. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's no... You can never call him out a coward after he's watched this film and reviewed it, okay? <laughs> give me enough respect on that. Let's be clear here. Here we go, folks. Jeremy, what are you giving this thing? The highest rated film I've given was Money Plane at 15 stars. All right. Money Plane was good. Money Plane was good. It's a 15 star film. I agree. That was great. Matter of fact, HR, real quick, before before I put you on the spot, I'm going to make you choose, right? And you got to choose. You can't play the middle. I don't play the middle. This Ready to Rumble or the first Marine with John Cena? I haven't seen the first Marine with John Cena in forever. Um, But I'm going to make my decision right here when I give my star rating. All right? Okay. Here we go. 15 stars, Money Plane, highest one I've ever given. This is going to beat Money Plane. Jesus. This is the pinnacle of pinnacle when it comes to films starring wrestlers. Not 15 stars. Not 16 stars. Not even 17 stars. One, zero, zero stars. (laughs) 100 stars for Ready to Rumble. <laughs> Andrew just quit. <laughs> he quit the podcast. Fair. Very fair. I mean, I, I'm there he's back. <laughs> I'm glad he's returned, but I was with his decision. I almost joined him. Um, 100 Andrew, stars. This film, it'll never be topped. All right? I, I've, I can't imagine a film of this caliber that we will review ever again i can't imagine a film of this caliber that'll ever be shot be made be produced be put on the screens for people to watch never in the history of filmmaking will a movie come out that is better than ready to rumble we have nothing we're not we're not going to give you a promo back we're fine we've at this point we've lost we know there's no victory to be had here okay it's fine um, where do we go from here, though, is the question. This, Down. Jeremy, I know, Down. I know the people are watching this next week. I understand that. This isn't even the best film we've reviewed this it week. Is. And I just you said know it that. I just <laughs> said it you, you genuinely, in your heart, know this is not the best film we've reviewed, watched and reviewed this week. But you've, you've, you've lost it. This is the end. Has, has any other film gotten 100 stars? No. Okay. In the history of the world, no one does a 100-star <laughs> system to begin with. I'm now doing the promo. What do I do? I do. Okay, Get him, Joe. Get this, him, this Joe. Is, 
This is the... I don't know where we go from. This is the equivalent of when I started liking Bray Wyatt on the rest of the podcast. <laughs> it's the end. We've, we've both now finished. Our runs are concluded. This is very... I'm, here's my pitch. The distraction should now be Andrew Thompson and Michael Thompson talking wrestling every week. I think we're done. <laughs> I think this is the end of us. I don't know where we go from here. I really don't. But that's fine. You're picking the oh, next film. Goodness, so yeah. I've picked a hundred star film on your scalp. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah, Jeremy, we'll, 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 give me give me a, give me a hint about the next film. Oh, I'm gonna say a, it. I'm gonna say it. We we talked about this okay. man off air actually. Uh, the alleged smartest man in wrestling, Mayor Kane, and maybe another very smart man in, in wrestling, Nick Nemeth. Countdown. I've seen this. Film. Have you really, Kane I've and Dolph Ziggler? I, I can't yes. imagine this being good. This got to be god awful. <laughs> Well, I tuned no, into this film hoping it'd be funny. Can't confirm, no fun. We'll, oh, we'll get into that. What right. you say? Well, what can you do? Man, I, no, I was just going to, when you say can, I thought you were, the first thing that came to my mind, I thought you were going to say see no evil. Yeah. I was like, hey, yes. that's, hey, that, I, that's decent. I was more into that idea. I was very sad when I followed up with the Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, I, oh, I can, I'm goodness, very concerned man. about where we're, we're headed here. I mean, it's I mean, all downhill. I didn't want to yes. do Ready to Rumble until like, the very end, because I knew it was just going to be, it was going to break everything. You ruined it. Wow. You wow, and you didn't even want to tell me that. You were just like, let's leave it. It's just how yeah. Andrew Review read it rumble. Yeah, no, I left it. It's your choice. I'm not going to, I'm not going to step on that. You made the choice. That's fine. I wasn't going to argue well, with it. I'm so thankful that by the time this releases, I'll remember none of it. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'll be so removed from this. I hope you're the same, Andrew. But by the time this drops, just retweet the link and be like, I'm done. It's a race. I'm, I'm, I'm not retweeting it. Andrew's <laughs> no, no, embarrassed no, no, no. to be part of this podcast. First of all, let me just say, I always like doing a podcast with Joe and Jeremy, two solid dudes. One of my, two, two of my favorite people in wrestling, two of my favorite people overall. But, dog, this was bad. This film. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I cannot believe I say it. How long was this? Like an hour, 47 minutes? The Almost film. two hours? Yeah, the podcast is an hour and 11 minutes right now. <laughs> Jesus. No, no, I was talking about this. Oh, God. This is the longest we've actually talked about, like, a film. Like, usually we're done with the film portion in, like, 40 minutes, and then we just bullshit about everything else. We've actually done an hour and 10 minutes on, like, the actual film. Andrew, we'll, we'll have you on the wrestling podcast to talk actual wrestling. What do you think of Clash of Champions on Sunday? Yeah, we go. Oh, is it? Oh, I forgot. So this coming out. Uh... <laughs> yeah, this is on. It's gonna... Clash of Champions has happened. What title did Alexa Bliss win, Joe? I think she beat Roman, right? Didn't she? Is that who she beat? Didn't she cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase that she won on the pre-show that night? Was that right. what happened? I don't know. Okay. Two days ago now. Yeah. I think she beat Roman uh, with the knockout punch. Okay. I think in a last man standing match. <laughs> That's what I heard, but I haven't seen it yet. I have to watch that before Thursday, like I do everything. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, we're going to have you on the actual wrestling show because I feel bad that you had to sit through this film and then be part of this podcast. I I, I honestly was not (laughs) expecting this film to be what it was. I I, I was expecting something decent. I really was. I was like, I was excited. I had my food beside me. I was like, you know what? It's about to be it. Look, next time time you see this film, we'll, we'll be in Baltimore. I'll make sure you have some good food beside you. And by that, I mean stuff that I'll... Starcast. Yes. Starcast, whenever that is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're going to rewatch this film, Andrew. Please. When we're together, we're going to rewatch this film, and we're not going to have 
we're going to be in the right mind state for this film, and you'll enjoy it a lot more, all right? That sounds like a friend. It, it does. really does sound Well, like I tried to right? kidnap Andrew uh, at the last StarCast. No. So. He, he, he took this picture of me, bro. When, uh, <laughs> this, 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 this picture, we like, it's supposed to be us connecting with, on, on yeah. in real life, right? He took this picture of me. I look frightened in the, in the picture, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he posted and he posted the picture on the internet. And immediately when I saw it, I texted him. I was like, "Take that shit down!" Like <laughs> you didn't text like, me. I was like, standing now. right beside you. you were he was like, standing right beside yeah. me when, when that happened. I was like, "Please take that down." And then we took another one, and it actually looked decent. And I was like, "There we go. You, you leave that up." But that picture was horrible, and I'm glad he no longer has it. No, I was you gonna post it. I was gonna post it on your birthday. Uh, on Twitter, oh, and I deleted it. You yeah. legitimately like made me delete it from my phone, so it just I, got erased from history. So yeah, I didn't have it anymore. I should actually check my computer and see if it like got saved to the cloud or something. But you should be scared now. You should now. He's now threatening you with Reddit Rumble. He's saying <laughs> he will find you and make you watch Reddit Rumble, which is the ultimate threat. In but I'm gonna Reddit make you watch it in the way it should be watched. Jesus. <laughs> The next, the next Starcast, I'm, I'm making sure they had the, the, the security desk, to make sure they protect my room. No, no, no DVDs delivered to my room. Jeremy gonna hack into the cable system, make sure every TV in the hotel has ready to rumble on repeat. I'm, the, 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 this film was terrible, bro. And Joe, Joe, Joe the fact that you had this film on DVD form, I, like I, I, I was expecting you to be like the same person on this podcast, like thirty minutes through when I when I started figuring out Jeremy's motives. But like now, Joe, I, Joe, I'm very disappointed. I'm, I'm like extremely disappointed. You should be. I do this every week with Jeremy. You should not expect that I'm saying this is this is what I do. Okay, there are times where I may. I may be sort of respectable enough, and Jeremy does this other times when I lose my way to sort of guide things on the right track. You know, we are professionals, so to speak. But quick, at the end of the day, quick, I am a fool. Quick, quick plug, quick plug, ladies and gentlemen. Joe, you yes. did an excellent feature on Jay Uso this week. Yes. Took the time to read that. That was excellent. That was excellent. Thank you. Do you see that, Jeremy? He plugged it for me there. Do you see that? He'd he'd like a cosign. Now I can talk about it freely. This is very good. (laughs) You can talk about it freely before. No, you never let me. Oh, yeah. You always introduce it. Oh, Joe's done one of those things again. No one reads. (laughs) And I have to sort of fight uphill. No, um, yes. Joe Uso feature. I think I've spoken about it already. I have no controversial Twitter remarks to say. I have nothing funny to say. I have been warned. I am a professional. Read my features. Or don't and just retweet them. You got in That's trouble. You got in trouble on Twitter last night for your tweets during WWE Raw. So, oh, okay, good. Sorry, I was very, very scared. <laughs> very, very, very. I scared. fooled you with the bit. I fooled you. Because I with actually the... watched Raw yesterday, and I was thinking, <laughs> what did I tweet about Raw? That's very scary. Yes, no Twitter controversy. I'm no longer Twitter famous. I'm a content creator again. Jeremy, yeah. you know, feature is out. Andrew, you have a plug. This is where we now pass the ball. Jeremy, you're playing off ball here for a second. Andrew, you're a big star now. You have your own show with a cool graphic. Very cool graphic. That graphic is awesome. It is. Tell us about your show, and hopefully people will go across, because that will be better than this, I would say. Much better. um, Me and uh, Martin Bush, we from from Post Wrestling, uh, just do a monthly review of, like, throwback wrestling shows. Like, we're going to go to ROH. We're going to go to New Japan. We're going to do a bunch of just throwback reviews once every month. And Joe, Joe and Jeremy, you guys will be guests on the show as long as, as well as some as, other people. You as I said, you're scraping time. the bottom Joe, of the barrel if you're Joe, coming after us. 
<laughs> now look, I, the, the one thing I wanted to do, I wanted to have just a variety of guests on there, and then I must you want to have people I got like chemistry with on the podcast, but along with me and Martin, so it could just be smooth as ice. So, but I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more shows, man. It's, it was a good first show, real solid first show. And the, the one thing I really enjoyed about it was the Triple H Booker T talk that we had. Like that was like a 40 minute, well not even, I'm not guess it was probably like 25 minutes that we just talked about that whole situation and seeing how. Like Triple H's promo, that the infamous promo that everybody yeah. knows that he cut on Booker T, and then kind of seeing how Booker T kind of reacts to Naomi and Biggie and stuff like that. And it's just like it's just seeing those clashes right there, and it's just weird. Like looking back at that and just knowing, like, like see, see, seeing what happened to Booker T and how he kind of views that situation as just business, and then how he kind of like contradicts himself in that in a way slightly by critiquing Naomi and Biggie for getting like a a natural fan reaction like it's, it's weird but yeah that, that, that was like one of the one of my favorite parts about the podcast yeah i don't want to like step on that but like, i want people to go and listen to that conversation but it is interesting so i'll, I'll ask quick like do you think like, when he says it's just business and he views it as like another program that he had even though his whole fan base sees it as something completely different right like, is he <laughs> is he deluded or is he like just actively um Ignoring the truth for the sake of his own like career, I would. I'm, I, I actually feel the need to ask. I, honestly, bro, I, I think you hit it like right on the head. He probably just saying it just to like not infuriate those who he works for. Because like I, I know Booker T, he's openly stated that he's like under contract until like 2027. Like mm-hmm. so, I don't think he's saying like anything, like anything to the level where it could draw controversy to that level. To, to, to bring that back to WWE because like when you because I've read the promo uh during the podcast like verbatim and like just hearing that like now it's like dog like Triple H was saying like he had a nappy head and like tell him dance for me and the people like you and you know what I'm saying like just hearing that stuff and I'm like and, and, and I remember uh I, th- I think somewhere during the interview he said that he meant when he said people like you he meant WCW guys but I think it's just complete like just false like I don't think that makes any sense I think we all know what Triple H was saying when he meant you people yeah. in reference to Booker T. But like just seeing how Booker T kind of views it, 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 it is kind of like like I don't, don't want to say it's, it's disappointing. I would I, I think that's the right word just to see how he kind of reacts I to the situation. Agree, yeah. It's just it's just just business when that man blatantly was like like the, the, and, and the main point we we made during the podcast was like if if you were gonna go that far as far as like bringing you know in indirect in indirect racist comments into the conversation. The least that should have happened at the end of this was Booker T winning the world yeah, title. Yeah. He won, like, <laughs> like and, and, and then at that, we talked about it at the end as well. It was like, dude, Triple H hit him with the pedigree and then pinned him to like 20 seconds later and then rolled over and then pinned him. And then you got Earl Hebner doing this traditional slow count, which made it worse. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, but it, it's just crazy seeing how Booker T views that stuff now and then how he critiques, you know, again, Biggie, Naomi and stuff. It always. Um, again, we're, this is now going to take. But uh, just quickly, before it's also the relevance of that is very much heightened by the fact that we know how much influence Triple H had on his presentation at that time. Yeah, yeah. This is not yes. one of the soldiers yes. on the battlefield getting a script and saying, "You want me to say that? Okay, I'll do my job." This is a guy who was guiding things for himself, was dressing up as Ric Flair for a living, <laughs> and now has a real influence on the industry. It's a topic that. Even though we we're all aware of it, it's too often put alongside just like dumb wrestling decisions. Do you see what I'm saying? Like you know, people go like, "Oh, Goldberg shouldn't have lost the streak." 
there's a much bigger topic around that whole Triple H Booker T thing that I'm glad you kind of tackled on the show. But it's yeah, the Booker thing is frustrating, right? I, I think sometimes his opinions are just like an old school wrestling guy. You know the Big E deal? Yeah. Like I think mm-hmm. that's just him. Like he sees it a certain way, right? Which is hilarious because mm-hmm. he dressed up as the, as the king to do. It's, you know, <laughs> Stole so Jimmy King's. Dick. A, Stole well, I think Jimmy people King's got really sad. <laughs> isn't him saying that Naomi has holes in her game. I think people got sad that he was like, he was mad that she had a support, right? That was the thing what? that I think didn't <laughs> Right. I, I just it was that, it was that in the whole like, wait, it was almost like a wait your turn opportunities. Like she's exactly. been, she's been there for right. nine That's years. What... what are you talking about? No, um, listen, Man, listen we're, to, we're, go ahead. We're not new with Jeremy. I was going to follow about you. Oh, I was just going to say, everyone go to Post Wrestling, listen to Andrew's podcast with uh, Martin Bushby, and go to Post Wrestling, check out the news report Andrew does. Uh, what do you, it seems like every day now, but what what days is it actually? Uh, I'm doing Tuesday. It's, it's like various now, because they, um, okay. they do the, the G1 Post shows. Like, I, I don't know how John and Wade do that, dog. Like, they stay <laughs> up and, like, legit watch the shows and then do a review, like, right after they, I don't know how they right. do it. So, I'm, I just do it... Uh, for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday doing the, uh, the update. So, yeah. There you go. Go, so, yeah, go check uh, Andrew's uh, updates daily. So much news in them. No one no one gathers, listens, transcribes, pieces together news like Andrew Thompson does. Check out the YouTube site. Uh, got interviews up weekly. What's a YouTube site, Andrew? Andrew, Andrew Thompson interviews. Man, I appreciate the plug. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's not gloss over this man, Jeremy Lambert's work. One of the best headline writers I know. Legit, legit one of the best headlines. This is the I, problem. I we just we just do this compliment circle. I would not let this man sit here and just put put my work over like he doesn't do great work himself. I refuse. And so it's same thing with Joe. Joe is like one of the best people. Joe, Joe and Phil, Phil Lindsay from uh, yes. uh, Daily DDT and, uh, and Sports Kid is like one of my favorite, like, you know, feature writers, you and Joe. I, I love, I love that stuff y'all do. Cause I honestly, bro, like I wish I could do like feature write feature stuff, but I feel like it takes me like a long time to try to get it. But y'all do yeah. that like so seamlessly, and like it's like real cool to see. Honestly, this isn't actually me doing a bit because I know we just joked about how we all compliment each other. But Phil is like, his work rate on those is extraordinary because he's actually doing like a range of stuff, and then he's like, okay, now let's do a feature. But I don't have to do any of that. I talk about films with Jeremy. That's all. <laughs> but my thing is the features, right? And I do like one, two a month. He's doing amazing. I mean, the stuff he's just started doing on Bleacher Report, I think is his best work yet. He's like tackling yeah. topics from a range of different uh, points. So, yeah, he's doing great work. I'm glad you mentioned him. Um, my favorite Andrew Thompson bit is when I see one of his headlines, one of his sub-headlines, and be like, okay, I want to read that part of the next story. And I'll be like, scroll. I'll keep scrolling. I'm like, my God, this is... This is endless. I know eventually I find about eight dozen like news stories that I didn't even click for. So yes, I'm going to do more compliment in here. Andrew is the best at news. Jeremy is good at headlines, even though he makes people mad at him, which is very sad. And we now have an enemy in Alexa Bliss, by the way. She is now like promoting against us. I told you. I I, I, I saw that. I saw uh, because I was scrolling and I I saw her. Like as you know how now on Twitter they got the update where you could just see the replies, like from people's tweets. Like you don't got to click on the tweet to actually see the. You can just see the person comment. And I had saw, I had to scroll back up. I was like, was that Alexa Blizzard just commented on Fightful Story? And I was like, oh, hell. I was like, technical foul. What did she see? But, but, dog, the thing is, you put exactly what she said. Thank you. Like, like, dog, that's the thing. Like, no, seriously, that's the thing I hate when, not not hate, but, like, I dislike when wrestlers do that. It's like when you take something that they literally said 
and then right. use it in the head, like, and then they try to pass it off as like they didn't say it. I'm like, elect, like if, if people actually listen to the interview and the way the dude said that to Alexa Bliss, the way she said it was like kind of in a way was like she was like, no, Ronda Rousey shouldn't basically get credit for right. it, you know, for, for the stuff that she was doing. Because like a lot of people laid down for her and that's the way she said She said it like in a, not, not in a forceful way, but she said it like she meant it. You know what I'm saying? Like she felt like she felt like that. And then you could tell towards the end of her answer, she kind of realized what she said and tried to like, you know, just pull it back just a little bit. And then she was like, oh, that's a team effort. You know, it's a collective effort. I but I mean, say, that's what she said. I, I will say, I'm, I've never said this and I don't think you guys have either. If I was in the division and it was explained to me that we only got put on TV because Ronda won UFC fights, like I would also resent the notion that she's like the center. Exactly. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Um, yeah, we spoke about this on, on I guess, Thursday. last Thursday now, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like, if we're being real, it's the responsibility of the people that read these things and blow them up without actually clicking the link. They just do the headline. The... Like, I react in this oh, way. They're my... the real enemies here. <laughs> Right, because they cause all of this trouble. But yes, that's all. Yes, read it. Andrew Andrew understands. It's a headline. If you mm-hmm. want the full story, you click the headline, you read the context. If you want further, actually listen to the interview for yourself. But my job is yeah, to to write a headline and to get you to want to click the headline. That's not clickbait. It's called writing a headline and doing my job to get you to read an article uh so, yeah. i appreciate we're, we're, see we're, if andrew we're, says it it's good it's uh, i me joe could come off as biased me i just make it seem like oh yeah it's a it's a thing see i got i got andrew's stamp of approval now so no nah, but you, you you definitely because i because i listen to it we got beef with the Lex on this and, and, program yeah <laughs> but you you said you said exactly when well, you put exactly the words that came out of her mouth and, exactly. and, and in the tone and in the tone she said it and like if people actually went and go listen to it you would know that yeah. is the exact tone she meant it in but like so, real quick, how, how much time we got left? Like, like four minutes. Got... I don't want this to go over an hour and a half. Okay, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna talk to y'all off air about it. But I appreciate y'all bringing me on the pod, man. Uh, we might have time. we might have an idea off air, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, all right, let me let me plug everything now. Distraction Thursday. Uh, we will talk wrestling. We will talk about Clash of Champions and Alexa Bliss's uh, big win. Maybe we'll take the title off her. She's counter programmed <laughs> against us every single day now. Very sad. Yes. Uh, last Thursday, we interviewed Michael Thompson, NBA champion, Lakers legend. He was spitting those hot takes on John Moxley, on Asuka. We talked basketball with him. Tremendous time with Michael Thompson. Uh, next week, we'll be back with a movie review. The new TEW series will be starting up, I don't know, everyone yell at Joe, tell him to finish the database, but the new <laughs> TEW series will be starting up soon. Uh, streaming 2K Battlegrounds, sign up to Fightful Select, go to Fightful.com, follow Joe on Twitter, at JoeHolbert5, follow Andrew on Twitter, 80Thompson underscore underscore, follow me on Twitter, at Jeremy Lambert 88. We appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll be back on Thursday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.